Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome into the Denver Stiff Show. I'm your host, Ryan Blackburn, at NBA Blackburn on Twitter. It is Friday night as we react to what was a pretty depressing Game 1, I would say. Uh, Game 1, Western Conference Finals, Nuggets going against the Lakers for the first time in 11 years. And if Game 1 is any indication of how this series is going to go, it's going to be a really, really painful one. As you heard in the background there, uh, Gordon Gross, senior writer for Denver Stiffs, is on. Gordon, how are you? Doing good. Like, um, I hope the Nuggets don't have to play five on eight the whole series, but otherwise, doing fine. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. And the laugh on the other end is Jenna Garcia, uh, social media director for Denver Stiffs. Jenna, what, what's your what's your initial reaction to what we just witnessed on the court? I thought everyone was going to be ready for what we just witnessed. Like I thought that everyone had emotionally prepared themselves for the whistle to be on the side of the Lakers. If if the NBA is a business, if sports is a business, like we all know it is, the Lakers need to be in the finals. Simple as that. I guess I'm pretty yeah, cynical, you could say. <laughs> <laughs> it certainly feels like I mean, I I I I really don't want to go down the this thing is rigged route because it's it's so it's so petty from a small market fan base to to just say oh the only reason that we lost tonight is fouls when it's not actually true like like there there were a lot of reasons why the nuggets lost today the the offense didn't show up in the second quarter or the third quarter and that really hurts uh the lakers got to the free throw line a lot with their aggression in the first half they had 32 free throws in the first half they only had five free throws in the second half so there is something to be said there uh but the game was out of reach it felt like at the very beginning of the third quarter when Nikola Jokic picked up his fourth foul uh on the on the very first possession i think defensively uh gordon when Jokic picks up his fourth foul it's it's so demoralizing. I I have to imagine. Well, more than that, I the Nuggets didn't come out of halftime the way they wanted to. Like the, I get it. The first quarter they played great. You know, then Jokic sat, and then the offense was crap, and then Jokic came back in, and the offense remained crap, and then a bunch of fouls happened, and Jamal and Jokic both had to leave the court. Like that, there was no flow in the second. There wasn't anything to do. Every every possession was a free throw for the Lakers. Um, Jokic gets fouled. It's a foul on Jokic. The Lakers get breathed on. It's a foul on the Nuggets. Like it was <laughs> annoying, but it was the third quarter that mattered, and they didn't respond well after halftime. You know, knowing that they've still got three more fouls in another half, you can go out there and play ball 
And I don't know if they were just thrown off by the way that the game was being refed in the first half. You know, they tried to respond to what the Lakers were doing. The Lakers came at them physically, and they said, that's fine. We'll come back at you. And the refs were like, no, you're not going to do that. And they didn't really have another option. Um, and that's that's what I didn't like after halftime was the fact that the Nuggets had no way to slow down Anthony Davis. They did not slow down the transition game. You know, and they were not efficient on offense. They didn't they didn't make buckets when they needed to. Jamal and Jokic were still fine. If you look at their numbers, they only played like twenty five minutes tonight, but they were great. Yeah, um, and, and that wasn't that, the issue. Really the issue was out. the other stuff. Uh, Jokic is 21 points. Murray is 21 points. They only combined for seven assists. And I think that's where you're going to run into some yes. issues because it, the Lakers were being very physical against those two stars and they, they got a few free throws. Like they got a reasonable amount of free throws, I think for how they, for what they played and the minute, right. the minute totals yep. that they played. The problem was that it just, it didn't feel reasonable on the other end in the, in the first half. Uh, Jenna, Anthony Davis is really talented. He's very, very good. 37 points tonight, 10 rebounds, 4 assists. Uh, the Nuggets made it pretty easy for him, I'd say, by by getting him to the free throw line 15 times as well. Yeah. Uh, what, did, what stood out there with Anthony Davis? Like, what stands out when he plays to you? And, and what is something that the Nuggets can try to take away from him going forward? Man, yeah. Anthony Davis was a beast. Um, I was super impressed with him tonight. Obviously, uh, he's a tough matchup for Jokic, and Jokic got into some foul trouble like really quickly, and so he, I think he had to play kind of off a bit. Um, but Davis was just, you know, I think he was just capitalizing on mismatches a lot of times, too. They spread the floor really well for him. Um, which surprised me because uh, his numbers when another big man is on the floor like aren't always great, but he was he was phenomenal tonight. Yeah, the the Nuggets don't really have an answer for him by the looks of this. That's Jokic the, yeah. just is, is too groundbound. Uh, Millsap, Millsap is too, too groundbound. Yep. Uh, Grant has to spend all of his time on LeBron James, and that seems like a pretty big issue. Uh, I'm not sure how the Nuggets are really going to counter in this series. I I would guess that uh, Torrey Craig probably would come in for Paul Millsap, and they would put Grant on Davis instead. But that means that Grant or that Craig is guarding LeBron, and there there are just so many issues with this Lakers front court with them being as physically imposing as they are. The Nuggets, for as as decent of size as they have, and, and like the addition of Grant and Porter has been good. It doesn't really change a lot. That that Porter just he's not big enough and like like mus muscular enough, and and Grant the same way. Those guys are kind of rail thin when you when you need some muscle in order to and deal with. Score. Yeah. And and Plumley can't score. And and like I thought it was pretty notable <laughs> that that the very first play that Plumley had when he came in was to foul Anthony Davis and it literally took him 1 second of game time to do that. Yeah. Um yeah. Yeah, it's it's Go ahead. I was going to just say that I think Howard was who made the bigger impact to me. Like he Howard's physicality towards Jokic in like he was bullying Jokic like pretty Pretty. I mean, Jokic didn't look. I know Jokic has two older brothers who are like MMA fighters and who like really intense big guys. Like people to be scared of for sure. But like 
uh, I thought Howard was the kind of change agent down there that really opened up Anthony Davis a lot more because he was bullying Jokic down low. I had Rajon Rondo as the X factor in in this series, and and he looked very good. Dwight Howard, though, I I do think you're right. It was both of those guys, and when they came into yep. the game and they were next to LeBron and Anthony Davis, you had the defensive and physicality presence of Howard, and you had the offensive maestro in, in Rajon Rondo, and he was he was everywhere tonight. He looked great. Uh, well, nine assists for him, bets, with zero man. turnovers. Yeah, they they've been here before, like. That's the whole point is both of those guys have, you know, been to the Western, been to the finals, you know, of the NBA. Like they know how this goes. Um, and they were rested. You know, they had plenty of time to get their legs back and plenty of time to just enjoy it. Now, we'll see how that goes as the series goes on, if they're going to play real minutes. Um, but I'm I'm curious to see how Denver's going to handle it because L.A. definitely has the experience. And they have the size that Denver hasn't had to deal with this whole time. Because when when Jokic had Gobert, you know, Gobert plays a lot like, um, I would say, Howard did today. Um, but there was only one guy. If you got Gobert out of the game, it wasn't like that. Whereas here, um, the Nuggets got rid of JaVale McGee pretty quickly. And then Howard stepped into the game. And if Howard had left the game... Well, they would have just moved Anthony Davis to center. And you know what I mean? Like, they, they can just keep rolling big men at you the whole game. So the Nuggets are going to have to figure out how to combat that. It's not necessarily from a shot-blocking perspective that's the problem. They just have really big guys that are going to be in the paint that are going to annoy you. And the Nuggets have to have an answer that isn't Jokic has to step through all the big guys and make buckets because he's going to do some of that. He did some of that tonight. But that that can't be your only answer. You can't have Jeremy Grant going one for a million from three. You can't have Michael Porter Jr. you know putting up a bagel from three uh, before garbage time. Like you're gonna need yeah. those guys to make those shots because that's how you clear up the paint. Yeah, Jokic taking no threes really stands out in the box score. Yep. Now that you say something about it, um, Grant being one for six is not going to get it done. Harris being one for four, not going to get it done. Porter being one for six, just just not going to get it done. Like like those guys, it has to come shots. from somewhere. Yep. And it's 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 just it's just got to come. And this this team, they're they're going to have to shoot forty five percent from three in their wins. Fifty five fifty percent from three, and that's that's just kind of how it's probably going to have to be. And turnovers are going to be another thing. It it just it just never felt like the Nuggets really developed a rhythm uh, into generating some of those open threes that we know that they can. Uh, Murray continues to look good, though. I thought he had a really good first half. Uh, I don't think that the Lakers really bothered him. No. Um, I think they bothered Jokic. Uh, Jenna, would you concur with that? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think that they really seem to bother Jokic, and you can tell when he starts to get into foul trouble because that's just not really, like... Whenever he's being bothered by a team, that's exactly what happens. Right. Um, so, and, and it, I thought that Murray did pretty well for being out there most of the time without a without a second, you know, or like another person to go to a number two that really you could count on. MPJ not hitting those um, five three pointers was pretty rough. Uh, I don't think that happens again. This was one of their worst um, three point shooting. Uh, percentages since 
this is their worst since uh let's see game game three against the clippers um and one of their worst just throughout this playoff series. So I don't really think that that trend continues. I, I expect that they hit some of those shots next game. And and you just count MPJ's five threes and you're 15 points back in back in this game, right? Yeah, he's, he's not going to go six for six every game, but it definitely felt like he had a lot of wide open ones that yes. uh, the Nuggets are just going to have to, they're, they're going to have to live with it if, if you can't hit those. Like that's that's a big problem. That's what he's out there to do. And and it's really, that's going to be one of the deciding factors for sure. Yeah, but I don't um, want him just sitting to the 3.1. Like that's my thing. They, I, I don't agree with um, a lot of the uh, commentators a lot of the time. Um, but I did agree with Chris when he was talking about, um, that MPJ Mer- just standing around. Yeah. That MPJ just standing around exactly. on the outside. And I'm like, you he can't, totally was. Yeah, and he was doing that and they've had him doing that the whole playoffs. They've had him doing that. And it drives me crazy when you watched how active he was cutting in the bubble games when there was no Jamal Murray on the court cause he was injured. Um, right. and, and you had, you know, uh, you had him cutting to the hoop, getting his own, re- um, offensive rebounds from misses, getting fouled, putting up a bunch of points, you know, and that's what and he I did say, at the end of the game. At the end of the game, he did the same yeah. thing. And I would say his cutting was what, one of the major reasons why yep. he got some of, some of that respect on that, um, what do you make? Second team? All bubble, second All team bubble, yep. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he made that group and, and you're right. A lot of it was because of the outside shot, but a lot of it was because he was dominant on the interior too. Yeah, and the Nuggets are going to need that. They need they can't just have him sitting outside, and that's part of that scheme, and part of that's MPJ. Like I understand you don't know what's happening, but maybe you should cut through the paint right now. Like yeah, just move, move, just move. Yeah, yeah. like one step, two steps, do something, but don't just stand there. There was multiple times where he was completely stagnant, had not moved, and it just creates for the defender to allows the defender to have the ability to not worry about you. You're not even moving, right? And especially if he's not going to move and not going to hit shots. If he's not going to move, he better hit shots. Like that. That's that's my thing. I I want the Nuggets. I understand that it's very hard to run cutting offenses through seven footers. Because they have the wingspan to mess up your passing. So I get that. But you can get around that. And the Nuggets are going to have to figure out how to get past the Lakers inside and finish. Because the problem they had was every time they didn't finish, every time they turned the ball over, the Lakers just ran them out the gym. Like the Lakers just ran on them all night. Like you said earlier, Ryan, the pace was all Lakers tonight. Like the Nuggets didn't play at their pace. They played at the Lakers' pace. Offensively, defensively. They played this game the way the Lakers wanted to play it, and they lost it that way. And that that can't keep happening in this series. I definitely want to push back on one thing, and that's Porter is not going to have the same cuts that he usually did in in the seeding games and in the regular season because the Lakers are like the one thing that they really do is they're a really smart defense, and they they've done a good job. Especially like in this game specifically, but against a lot of other teams, they've done a really good job of cutting off what the easy thing is for the opposition. And when you cut off the easy stuff, you have to go to the hard stuff or you have to find another way to create some other easy stuff. And the Nuggets are going to adjust. They're going to switch up their game plan a little bit. I think Paul Millsap can't miss a point Blake layup and that and that would be great. Um, he can't be there, late there, on, on transition either. Like that was killing the Nuggets with him running behind guys who were just beating him down the court. Yeah, I, I, I'm 
starting to think that this is not a Paul Millsap series. Um, it's it's going to be tough, and I don't know how they how they figure that out or what well, changes they, they, they make. They need forwards though. Like that's your problem. You can't put ball ball in the game. Like you're you're gonna need to to figure something out with Paul because the, your other option again is Plumley, who's the right size but can't score. Although Plumley didn't score much, or uh, uh, Millsap didn't score much either. So at that point, I suppose you could run. Uh, Plumley, but because he can't shoot, like, you know, at least Millsap will go out to the three-point line. You can't do that, and that'll clog up your offense for Jokic in the paint by bringing even more big guys into the paint with him. So, the Nuggets are going to have to figure that out, man, because I agree with you, that's not great for Paul, um, but putting Plumley in the game hurts your ability to score by the basket. Yeah, oh, go, go ahead, Jen. I, I, want you, I want to hear you say something. Like, uh, no, I mean, sorry, I that completely... sounded weird. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, you're fine. I was, I completely agree with what Gordon just said, and um, and going back to MPJ, I also wanted to just say that, like, it, part of that ownership needs to go on Malone to make play calls that involve MPJ in a pick and roll sequence too. Like when to Jamal that, yeah. was out there by himself, it, he wasn't running pick and roll with MPJ. He could have been running that with MPJ instead of Jokic when Jokic was sitting or when Murray's sitting and Jokic is, is on the floor. And and I think that they need to get him more involved just to give him a little bit of credit for why he's probably just standing out there. Like, he needs to something to do. Well, and the problem with I, MPJ still remains that he doesn't have a great handle. Like, no. it's, it's not really his fault. He's 6'10". Most 6'10 guys don't have a fabulous handle when it's their rookies. Yeah. Like, that's not a yeah. thing. But, you know, when he's trying to drive the basket, he can't be dribbling the ball trying to drive. He's going to need to catch it and go. He's got long enough legs that he can get there, no problem. So he needs to do that. Um, so I, I, if you're going to run a, a pick and roll with him, it can't be with the ball in his hands. And he's not used to being a screener. So these are no, one of those things that next year, I want to see that. But I, I'm not sure if they're going to be able to incorporate that, but I'd like to see them try it. Like, well, they can't of, keep trying this. And part of the frustration, I think, for fans is, like, if we if Malone had been more open to putting MPJ into some of these lineups earlier on, maybe he would have been ready for that kind of uh, play right, right. now. Right. Yeah, I've been, say, I've been saying that since, like, since January. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I, and, and again, I, I don't want to – I think – Malone has earned enough. He's earned enough credit over the course of these last two playoff series that I'm, I'm definitely not going to bash him for really much anything at this point. Like, like I think he's earned he's earned time to really figure this out and then have a full season next year to incorporate the rookie into whatever they decide to do. Here's here's one thing. Here's one lineup that I I want to hear them. I want to see them try. It's Murray at the one, Porter at the two, Craig at the three, Grant at the four, and Jokic at the five. And then that. you and then you switch everything two through four, and that's that's just you're gonna have to live with it. You're gonna have to live with some of the the MPJ defensive isolations against LeBron James and Anthony Davis. But if that's what you have to live with, and they they have to shoot over an athletic six ten guy, then it is what it is. Like you just tell Porter, don't foul. Just just use your length and contest with your length and try to like move your feet as well as you can. But other than that, like like. Just don't foul. And he'll probably foul, and it'll be a teaching experience for him. But having him on the floor, 
in those pressure situations. You start with Craig on LeBron, who I think is probably Denver's best LeBron defender. Uh, and then you have Grant on Anthony Davis, who's probably the best Anthony Davis defender. Um, you just start with that look and see how it goes. I don't think that's going to be their starting unit or anything like that. But I would like to see Malone get to that unit at some point because I think it would be very helpful. Yes. Cool. No, uh, I agree with you. <laughs> like, I mean, honestly, man, it's for me, I, I would like to see them use that length. If if the Lakers are coming at you with nothing but big bodies, it's very hard to respond with like PJ Dozier and Gary Harris. And, you know, I, I understand that they are defensive minded players. Um, I would like to see Gary Harris on Rajon Rondo. That would have been nice. Um, but yeah, we didn't really for, get a lot of that this game. No, that it's another adjustment that I would like to see them make. Is that if you're not going to use Gary the way that you used him in the last series, then I would definitely use him to slow down Rondo because Rondo demolished the Nuggets tonight, and Gary was never in front of him. So uh, Gary's small enough to defend point guards, um, quick enough. Um, and he's certainly strong enough. So uh, the the Lakers aren't offering a whole lot in the way of guards that um, that Gary needs to stop. Most of their guys are you know small forward, power forward, center. Like yeah, th- those are their those are their key uh, people. And then they just use the guard rotation just as I don't know a distraction, I guess. Like when the other stuff isn't there. Because, you know, otherwise, what is Caruso doing? What is Rondo doing? Like, they're there to set up the big guys. They're there to make sure that the big guys can get the ball. They use Rondo to give LeBron some off-ball action so he's not always on the ball all the time. So in those moments, if they're going to split it 50-50 between Rondo and uh, LeBron holding the ball, put Gary on Rondo and make it tougher. Like, really, that's what I want the Nuggets to do is make it tougher. Um, you're going to need to make shots so you're not always running back in transition. You're going to need to do a whole lot of things more crisply than they did it tonight. But it's not an impossible ask. The Nuggets played the Lakers close most of the year. This was the worst loss they had to the Lakers. Yeah. Yeah, and I'll say that, like, I know you, you said I was bashing Malone, you know, Ryan, but I was I, I, trying what to... I, yeah, <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me rephrase that. Uh, it, it's, it's, a, it's a criticism, and it's okay to criticize the coach. Well, uh, I, he, I think he's earned the benefit of the doubt is what I'm more trying to say. Well, and here's the thing. There has been moments that I think Malone has lost the coaching battle in these two series in the first two rounds, and there have been moments where I think Malone has won it. I think he won it in that Clippers series uh, for, like, outstandingly outcoached, in my opinion, yep. um, the um, the Clippers as a whole team and, and Doc Rivers. But I thought he struggled a little bit more in the Utah matchup. He didn't make adjustments as quickly as he needed to. And... And going into this series, I thought that, and I stand by, that I think he's a way better coach than Frank Vogel. Like, I tried to look for some reason for why Frank Vogel deserves to be the Lakers coach, and I cannot find a single reason. Like, there's, he didn't do anything, like, extraordinary with anybody to be the Lake, head of the Lakers now, but... Um, you know, they have LeBron, so I guess they don't need an extraordinary coach. And, he won a and, title with Ty Lue, so... <laughs> well, and 
But my point being that I do think Malone will make those adjustments. It's only game one. I think he knows exactly, you know, I think this game was really obvious, the areas that you needed to come out, you need to come out in game two and do differently. Uh, Malone talked about rebounding being an important aspect of, in this series, and they won the rebounding battle. So they did hit some of the focuses that they were looking to to, to focus on, you know, so I'm not trying to say that like in all cases that he has made, you know, he, I think that he has struggled with some things less than he has struggled with other things. Sure. And, and he has definitely been like, especially early in series, he's definitely been slow on the draw. And, and this could just be another thing. Like let's take last series, for example, the, the nuggets, they face the Clippers and it's pretty evident that, that what the Clippers are going to do and, and, even still, the, the Nuggets come out with a certain game plan, and it was actually pretty eerie that the Nuggets and Lakers basically tied in this first quarter, and then by the end of three quarters, they were down 24 points. Well, that was how the last series started. Game one of the Clippers, yep. they, they start tied in the first quarter after one, and then after three quarters, they are down 24 points. So... I don't know if I would necessarily use this as a barometer for how the rest of the series is going to no. go. We've seen how this Nuggets exactly. team is very resilient, and, and they are they are good at what they do. They deserve to be here for sure. We, ha we have a lot of reason to believe that. They just have to make the proper adjustments and play a little bit better. Well, the nice thing is, is it's a bubble. Like, there is no home crowd. You don't have people screaming at you. Like, you go out there and you're like, well, we sucked at that scrimmage. You know, sure, it's a scrimmage for the Western Conference Finals and the right to go to the NBA Finals, but sure. it's still basically a scrimmage. Like, you're out there playing, you've got refs, you know, hopefully the refs get it right uh, in the other games. That would be great. Um, but for the most part, you have to go learn what you did wrong. And Malone has said before that he doesn't believe in changing what his coaching strategy is until you do what he told you to do and it doesn't work. So if you get blown out, but you didn't do what he told you to do, he's going to start with the same plan next game. Because nice. he wants you to do what he told you to do. Um, and so the Nuggets tonight did not do well in transition. They did not hold on to the ball. Um, you know, there, there are things that they definitely did not do that he would have told them to do. So I'm not sure how many changes we're going to see before next game. Uh, that's good and bad. It all depends on whether the plan he actually wants you to implement was a good one. But that's how he's lived the whole playoffs, and I don't know if he's going to change that now. Um, the Nuggets just have to execute better. They're going to need to find some outside scoring, and they're going to need to not give up a ton of free throws and fast break points. Like, that's what he wants them to do. I don't know if he can get them to do it, but that's what he's going to tell them in the meetings. Jenna, I, I feel like the, it is it is straightforward, and the Lakers are going to do just a couple of different things. Like, they're, they're going to do a couple of things. They're going to try and get out in transition, like Gordon said. They're going to try and dominate inside, like Gordon said. And they're going to go to LeBron and Anthony Davis on consistent possessions. And whether that's in isolation or pick and roll or post-ups, that's that's just the, the offense that they're going to run. Uh, it is a, a relatively simple thing. And it's, it's okay that it's simple because it has worked for the Lakers. But the Nuggets, it's, it's going to be a really big gut punch for them if, if they can't come back and make the proper adjustments to win game two. What's your question? <laughs> oh no, I'm just I'm just getting getting your take there. Like like it, it to no, me it I... feels very much like 
Like th- this, this should be a simple process for the Nuggets. It, the the Lakers didn't it surprise be, them with I, anything. Yeah, and I don't think that they're surprised, and I don't think that I don't feel surprised, honestly. Like the Lakers came out and got more support from supportive, you know, from their guys that don't hit shots on the regular basis. Rondo was outstanding. He's not typically, um, he hasn't typically been outstanding against the Nuggets. Dwight Howard had a good game. They got some support guys to contribute to two great performances by LeBron James and Anthony Davis, right? Uh, Scott they got Foster ahead of was the Nuggets. Great too. Yeah, he was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, sixth man of the year for sure. Um, but so they got some good performances from guys that they don't always get good performances from. I don't think like I I'm not too worried about the outcome of this game. I think that the Nuggets it's a pretty easy road ahead for them at least as far as what adjustments need to be made. It's pretty obvious. Um I think that like uh Gordon said, Malone's going to stick to that doesn't mean that he won't make adjustments, right? But he's going to stick to the things that they didn't do right? Um, and ask them to continue to do those things. And until they do that and it doesn't work, he's going to keep asking them to do that. And I think that that's a fair ask. Um, and and I think, I don't know, I just guess I'm not that worried about this game. I was annoyed with this game. I wasn't, I'm not that like concerned that this is the end of of this series and this is how it's going to go from now on. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if the whistle continues to go this way and um, they're just going to have to learn to, or learn a way to play around that. Right. Um, Right. Because it's probably going to continue. It will always be a whistle deficit. They're going to give up more free throws than they get. Um, It hopefully won't be like 24 free throws in a quarter while, you know, putting their two main stars on the bench. But I would expect the Lakers to consistently shoot more free throws than the Nuggets. That's okay. The Clippers did a lot of that too. Like the Nuggets can get around that. That that sucks, but it's just like you said, it's a fact of life. Like that's just what you would expect. Um, playing a team that gets star calls and you don't get star calls. That's just the way that it is. Um, but right. the Nuggets figured out a way around that in the Clippers game, and they're gonna have to figure out a way around that in this series too. Um but otherwise, the other things they need to do, uh, I I think they're going to need some different personnel. Um, just some different personnel groupings. Not not that the rotation should change and you should like pull Melsap out and put in Plumway for thirty minutes or you know what I mean. But you're going to want sure. to put some different people on the floor together um, because there are some lineups tonight that were not conducive to the Nuggets um, being able to overcome their their second quarter slump and their third quarter slump. Yeah, I, I think it probably just comes down to, hey, if, if Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic can stay out of foul trouble, then that probably gets them about five to ten points closer. Yep. Uh, and then they've got to make a couple more shots, and that gets them five to ten points closer. And yeah. you just kind of have you, you to You can't score away. one point in half a quarter. Like, yeah. I mean, that, that was before all of the nonsense, you know, or at least at the beginning of the nonsense with the fouls. Um, yeah. You, you just they, can't they, do it. No, I'm 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 totally with you. That they there there are things that they can do on the margins that are going to help out drastically. And and the the final score is closer than the game actually was. It was probably more like a 20 25 point game, let's be honest, right. but uh they can still cut that. They can still cut that margin down to size. The the last little bit is going to be the most important and Jokic is going to have to get going. He's going to have to make more of the the easy shots that he missed. Uh, Murray had a shot go down and out. That's that's what's going to happen. Like it, 
if he can go Super Saiyan, then that would be great. Uh, the Nuggets would be very thankful for that. Um, I don't know. We're, we're going to have to see how it goes because because those guys each put up 21 despite the fact that they they didn't really play that much. So can they go for 40? Can they go for 35? Uh, what What is it going to look like if the Lakers are going to play physical with them but really still just play two-on-two two and not bring a bunch of doubles? Um. I don't really have that much else after this game, guys. Uh, is there anything that I missed that, that you think that we should cover before really taking off here? Nope. <laughs> For me, really, it's... I don't know if it's just the fact that the Nuggets keep coming back all the time, but this game doesn't scare me. Like, the, the the Nuggets had a crappy performance for half the game and got blown out. Okay, I would expect that. They're the Lakers. This is the Western Conference Finals. Don't, like, you know, have a problem and um, throw up all over yourselves for 24 of the 48 minutes. Like, that's not helpful. <laughs> um, yeah. That like, do. And that's fine. Usually, maybe it's nerves. <laughs> you know, maybe. And again, you know, you got thrown by the fact that the, the whistle went berserk. I get it. You know, it messed up a perfectly good start that you had. You know, but the Nuggets have to win these these Jokic minutes. They're going to have to. Because no matter what, they they started they took a huge hit. You know, they were down what nine or eleven points by the time he came back in. Yeah, it was it was very quick. It really was. You know, the beginning of that the beginning of that second quarter, they got demolished. And so you're gonna have to figure out how to run that offense effectively immediately without him. You can't the Nuggets are not gonna be able to win this series if they can't hold up in the non Jokic minutes. They just can't. And so the the Lakers aren't. I know that they're the Lakers and they should be deep. And they played reasonably deep tonight. They 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 played all their their players were great tonight on the floor. But I wouldn't expect that to be a an ongoing thing. The Nuggets should be able to fight them off in the non Jokic minutes. Um, the Lakers, for most of the part this year, were you know Anthony Davis, LeBron James, and some guys. So if there's yeah. some guys the rest of these playoffs, you got to take that and you've got to make it so that those guys do not beat you. Because LeBron's going to get his, and you don't have anybody to stop Anthony Davis because nobody has anybody to stop Anthony Davis. Right. So it's going to be your two God, stars, exactly... their two stars, and, and you know your bench has to show. Jenna, got anything before we head out of here? No, I mean, I agree with everything. I feel like, like for once, not only do do I feel like in sync with um, with you guys on what, like completely in sync with what the Nuggets need to do moving ahead, but like Gordon said, I don't really feel nervous about losing this game. Where like typically I would have felt like very upset about losing this game. And, and like I said, it was annoying to lose this game, but it was more, more had to do with that second, that second quarter and the constant stoppage, just not my style of basketball. I don't really want to watch guys shoot free throws. And the first quarter was really entertaining. I was kind of looking forward to more of that. Um, but unfortunately that's not what we got. And, but it kind of is just like, it's, it's in the past already. And I don't think the guys are going to hold on to this and like be uh, unable to move, move forward. Agreed. It really was funny at, at in that first quarter at the end of it, I, I tweeted, Oh, well, it looks like neither of these teams can really stop either of them. So that's cool. That that's great. But 
uh, circumstances prevented the Nuggets <laughs> from really getting back out there and, and, and figuring things out in that second and third quarter. They've got to figure it out. That's just, that's the, that was where they lost it. And they'll have to figure out the margins when they come back from this because they will come back. They'll, they'll come back with a big punch next game, the following game. And we're just going to have to see where it lands. And if they could take one of the next two games off of the Lakers, then I, f- I feel pretty good about it for sure. Um, okay. That's going to do it for this episode of Nuggets, or not Nuggets Numbers, the Denver Stiff Show. I am so tired. Uh, thank me, thank you, Gordon. Thank you, Jenna, for, for hopping on with me for this post game. Uh, really appreciate the two of you. This has been a, a wonderful season for the Denver Stiff staff. And I, I'm excited about it keeping going for as long as it can um you can follow them uh at gmoneynugs at vita viva diva on twitter uh make sure to check out denverstiffs.com rate review subscribe uh guys we're gonna we're gonna see how it goes game two uh thank you everybody for tuning in and we'll talk to you guys very soon